This is Beyond the Uniform with TJ Brasso. Well, welcome into another episode of Beyond the Uniform. I'm TJ Brassel, and today I'm joined by Australian Olympian Morgan Mitchell. Morgan, thank you for joining the show today. Thank you for having me. So you guys are about, I think it's like 18 hours or something ahead of us. So from where I'm at, technically it's tomorrow for you where you're at. So I'm kind of talking to someone in the future, right? (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. All right. So last season was a pretty big season for you and it culminated with the uh, world championships. But there was one big change for you in that when you were an Olympian, you were a 400 runner and you went to Worlds as an 800 runner. What what led to that change? Um, Well, to get like, I guess it's not too personal. A lot of people get emotional when I tell them. But I think after, what was it? The Com Games the year before. So that's obviously like, it'd be like your Pan Ams for the Americans and Canadians and stuff. Our Com Games, I ran my last 400 and I just remember like, after I crossed the line, I was like, you know what? I'm not enjoying this sport at all uh, because I felt a lot of pressure around becoming a, you know, a sprinter, doing all the right things by the book and kind of changing my personality and lifestyle to suit other people. Um, and I mean, I was happy with what I did in the 400, but it still wasn't fast enough to compete with the girls on the world stage. So I was in a pretty rough patch at that point between late 2017 and all of 2018. And I thought, you know what? I'm either going to quit <laughs> completely I know how silly quit and like start a family or something or yeah change events and just try and get fit again uh so I took I think about three and a half months off and I was traveling with Devin watching him compete around Europe and then I messaged my um one of my friends from the Australian team Luke Matthews and I was like hey would you mind coach me over the 800 <laughs> I honestly didn't even think about it I was just like let's just you know it's kind of like throwing a dart at a board and seeing where it lands and um yeah, we just all rolling and I was super unfit in the first few months. But after that, it was just crazy. I told her what I wanted to do with the 800 and she didn't really believe me, I don't think. So to actually tick those goals that we did, it was pretty special, like between us two. Pretty funny as well. That's pr- So what, what kind of goals had you set going into last year? So at the start, I was just like, mm, I'm going to jog around and one, see if I actually like running, you know. And then she she gave me a lot of confidence and she sat down and said, if you want to, if you want to train with me, I think we should make this a two year plan leading to Tokyo. And me being like a little bit arrogant, I was, I was just like in my head, I'm like, nah, we're going to Worlds. I didn't tell her at the time. I said, oh, so I guess I mentioned the four by four. I'm like, well, maybe I might just make the four by four for Worlds and, you know, call it a year and we'll keep this 800 thing up. But every time I went to training, I'm like, no, nah, we're here to make Worlds. <laughs> and I was probably in 212 shape for the 800. <laughs> the fact I even let that thought get into my head is kind of funny. Um, and I just remember, like, I kind of put myself in lockdown. I didn't go out too much. I didn't, you know, I kind of just tried to become that professional athlete I knew I could be in a completely different event. And I was, you know, I was nowhere near fit enough to compete with the best in the world at that point. But um Every night I'd just get home, right, you know, my kilometers in my diary, what I had done. I know I just I had to see it. It was one of those like put it out into the universe and it'll happen. So um yeah, we started off slow, but I just said, We're gonna do it, we're gonna do it, we're gonna do it. And it wasn't until nationals when I got third. She was like, Oh, it's actually a possibility. Like I didn't think <laughs> she says she's so brutally honest. She's like, There was no chance. I thought it'd be a miracle and it looks like that can happen. <laughs> well, you got it done, so I've, apparently it worked out for everyone. <laughs> Best year of my life. <laughs> That's awesome. But okay, so when you're training for the 800, like 400, it's a lap, but it's it's pretty much a sprint. 800, yeah. it's there's a lot more to it. So how different is that training? It's insane. Like I used to think the 400 was. I loved the training, but I still thought obviously you know it's hard. It's just lactic. Um, the 800s the exact same but longer and harder so for me I, I'm sorry to all my sprint friends that think 400 training's hard but 800 hands down is the hardest thing I've ever done in my life I've had moments I reckon I nearly retired about five times last season easily <laughs> five times. I was like you know what this isn't for me I hate running <laughs> but yeah so when I was running the four I reckon I was only you know and a week my weekly average probably only would have been like between 12 and 15k if I was lucky um, and we slowly built. So I started my 800 training on, I think it was like 25, 30K a week, which is nothing. Like you could tell anyone and they just laugh. I couldn't even finish the warm up. And um, 
towards the end of the year, I think we got up to 60. And that was still a bit rocky because, you know, like my body had to adjust. I'd get niggles here and there because obviously it's a new load that I've never done in my life. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, starting from 20, oh, from 10 to 15, working my way up to 25 and then finishing the year on 60. Honestly, <laughs> was easily the hardest thing I've ever done in my life, but so worth it. And now I have a new appreciation for middle distance runners. I call myself a distance runner, so I have to like, I know the distance runners actually get pissed at me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so middle distance running is no joke. We're now, um, I think we're now, I'm roughly around that 80K mark per okay. week just because I've realized like I need to build the engine. I mean, I've got the speed, mm-hmm. um, you know, one of the fastest over the four in the 800. But if you are not fit, and I cannot reiterate this enough because a lot of people don't want to believe it, but if you are not fit, your speed does not matter. Like <laughs> I, I showed that in more races then yeah i reckon i had yeah races where i would just die with 250 200 250 to go because i just wasn't fit enough so that's one thing i've learned and we're building on that and hopefully i can go sub <laughs> that's all i want <laughs> so has that new challenge kind of really revitalized you in enjoying track again it definitely has um because i cut out a lot of people uh i you know i obviously swap coaches, I, you know, different race manager, different manager. I mean, I now manage myself because I just didn't want to, I didn't want to have to listen to anyone else. Like I just Mm -hmm. thought, you know what, I'm 25 years old. I'm a big girl. I'm sure it can't be that hard. Um, It was just refreshing. Like the distance, middle distance, distance community, whatever you want to call it, they're actually um, a lot more inviting and I guess, I, I guess more helpful and just more friendly. Like I love my sprinters, don't get me wrong, but with this kind of, yeah, running community, you can train with anyone regardless of their fitness level. Like I can jog with anybody because, you know, jogs are just meant to be there to get fitter and, you know, get used to pounding the body on the ground. So yeah, for me, it was just like, oh, wow, athletics isn't that bad. It's just, it depends on the environment you're in. And I think I learned a lot along the way. So it is nice just to be back and actually wanting to run and wanting to compete and not thinking about the weekend and what I'm going to get up to. So. <laughs> so how gratifying was it then when you set that goal to make a world and you kind of didn't really tell anyone at first and then you go out and you did it and I believe you you made a, the semifinal as well, correct? Yeah. <laughs> uh, are we allowed to swear on this podcast? No, I don't know. We'll, 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 we'll try to keep it to a minimum, but if it happens, it happens. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's just a massive like, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Cause like my national organization told me they thought I retired. So they were telling people I'd retired. Then they told me I should just be a relay runner. Then people were calling me fat and people were saying, you'll never make a team. People were saying I was washed up. And I was just like, this is going to be so funny. Cause I knew where I was at and I knew how fit I was getting. I'm like, I just need, whether it happens this year or not, I'm like, this is going to be the best laugh. And it wasn't until nationals was the first one. And then London Diamond League, where I was just like, yes, like on the line, like middle finger in the air. <laughs> I know, like, I know you should run for yourself, but to prove people wrong is just bittersweet. You know what I mean? Because you get bullied a lot in this sport for no reason, people that don't even know you. And to kind of, you know, silence all of that, it's it's definitely very, like, rewarding. <laughs> That's awesome. That's so, yeah. really cool. Yeah. So... Did you just kind of, you on those days, you said you retired almost five times this year. Yes. Um, so on those days when you're like, I don't know if I want to do this anymore, do you just kind of hear all those people in the back of your head? Or was, was was that a big contributing factor to kind of to get you out of retirement in that moment? Yeah, <laughs> it definitely was. I think it was like, you know, you do always think, oh, God, if I actually do give up, then they're, you know, they're obviously right. And I was also like, it's just a little bit of running. It's just a little burn. I mean, Liz, my coach, I don't I don't know what it is. I don't know what she's going through, but the way she programs things, like, she just goes, Morgan, you're meant to hurt. Like, you just got to get used to it. Um, and then once I realized, I'm like, oh, well, nothing, you know, nothing worth having comes easy, that cliche saying. I was mm-hmm. like, all right, well, let's just get up and go again. But it's just like, I think being in the 400, I never vomited. Like, I would honestly rather choke on it and die before it actually comes out of my mouth. My training partners will tell you that. She made me vomit three times in a space of two months. Oh, oh, 
I was like, I can't even explain. I think that's why I wanted to retire. It's more so because of her programming being so hard <laughs> over anything else. And then, yeah, you recover and you're like, oh, I wasn't that bad. <laughs> well, I feel like most elite athletes at some point during training have decided, you know what? I don't know if I want to do this anymore. I'm hanging up the boots. <laughs> <laughs> and now, so heading into an Olympic year now, so what are – what do you? What are the goals that you set for the Olympic year? Do you have any secretive goals like worlds that no one knows about yet, or is it is it more so just Olympics? <laughs> I have. I, I definitely have personal goals. Um, I think they're quite obvious, but I'm not going to say them. Okay. The obvious one that I can say is I do want to make the Olympics because I think obviously making it for a second time and then in a new event would just be really special. And I love Japan. It's one of my favorite countries, and hopefully, like Devin can make it as well, and we can just run a mark after it he's pretty serious like he'll be locked you know he'll be i mean i'll be focused too but once that's done it's always fun <laughs> the olympics they're just always so much fun um but personal goals i just i just want to see how fit i can get and run a few pbs over different distances so like the mile or the 1500 um i obviously want to go sub in the eight and i don't know i think by the end of 2020 i'd like to jump back into a four um, maybe kind of hit the speed really hard and just see if this newfound fitness will actually, you know, get me back into 51 shape because okay. then for me by 2021, it's like, oh, <laughs> I can go through the first lap of an eight without, you know, <laughs> wanting to just walk off the track because I know I'm going to stop. So, um, yeah, they're just like small fun goals and there are a few goals that are still related to track but not so much performance driven that I'd like to tick off. Um but yeah, we'll just see. It always just depends on how the season pans out. Got to keep injury free and all that stuff. But hopefully I'll be fine. <laughs> all right. And you mentioned your boyfriend, Devin Allen, for everyone who who didn't know who Devin was when you were mentioning it. No one uh, does. Even. <laughs> <laughs> now, we had him on in the on the very first episode of Beyond the Uniform. And he when I was talking to him about uh, having to get you on, he said, Oh, you got to do that. Whenever she does an interview, she says things that I've never heard her say. He's like, I didn't know. I didn't know about that. So we'll, we'll have to, we'll have to find out if there's anything in this interview that that is new to him. <laughs> really? <laughs> Absolutely. Actually, I'm pretty reserved. Yeah, true. No, I can say that. So, <laughs> do you? I mean, you're both really high caliber athletes. Do you guys get really competitive in anything else besides track, or even in track, like? someone's trying to reach a goal first, like that kind of thing. Do you guys get competitive outside at all? Well, it's hard to get competitive when you know you're faster. So. Oh! <laughs> Imagine. Um, we actually, I, I don't know if you'd agree, but I think we actually live a very normal lifestyle when we're together. Like if you were a fly on the wall, you wouldn't even believe we were track athletes at home because he'll be in the den gaming and I'm pretty sure I'll just be on the couch online shopping or playing with the dog or whatever. <laughs> Because I do, I get a lot of people asking, like, what's it like dating an athlete and rah, rah, rah. Like, you forget he's a person. <laughs> I love him, but he's got his own life. I've got my own life. Um, but, yeah, we do get, uh, we can get competitive. But it's all just, like, cheap chat. You know what I mean? Like, he thinks he'll beat me in an eight. I know I'll beat him over the hundred. Like, it's just whatever. <laughs> we are actually going to have a race from the blocks because I think it'd be quite funny. I need, <laughs> I, I need to see a video of that. If someone can record that and yeah. send it my way, I'd appreciate it. Yeah, because like, but we'd have, um, you know, there was one time last year where I swear I got concussion. So, you know, I used to play football, obviously. Mm -hmm. I was like, come on, just take me on. We'll run at each other, full pelt and just like hip and shoulder. And I like rough him up. And I remember one day, I think I like might have gotten to him. He, he was like, you know what? I'm just going to give her a bit of a tap so she knows how hard it is. And I was running <laughs> And I jump and he just goes bang. Like it wasn't even hard. I flew onto the ground. I was like, I think my brain actually left my body out of my left ear and came back in because I can't see. And I dust myself off and I'm like, no, let's go again. I'll get it. I'll get it. But sometimes you just need to realize like you might be better at a few things. You know what I mean? It's, it's okay to admit that every once in a while. I was like, oh, you actually are athletic and I should shut up. <laughs> Wait, Man, so, he, can do everything. he really can but so you said okay let's go again did you actually go again no he walked away he's like he he was actually quite responsible i was ready <laughs> I, was like, I, would, I would rather put myself to sleep than give up 
And so he's, like, the re- he's the responsible one. Yeah, I think that's why we work so well together. <laughs> we balance each other out. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, I love to hear. Devin, Devin, the responsible one. I'll, ha- I'll have to remember that one. That's. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if I would have pegged that. I don't know if I would have pegged oh, him as the responsible one. He must have changed over those years because. Uh, yeah, <laughs> um. Okay, so I also I read somewhere that he he really wants to go skydiving. But you're not quite as much of a fan of that? Is that true? Yes, it's true. I'm not doing it. If you're watching this, Devin, it's not... Okay, it's my fault because I he's always wanted to go. I think his mum's always wanted to go as well. So I was like, for his birthday last year, I'll get you one of those red balloon gift cards where you can go on an adventure. It's like, you know, skydiving, go-karting, you pick. It's all paid for. And then I realised, I'm like, oh, he's going to want to go skydiving. Like... And he tells me, he's like, so are we going skydiving? I'm like, no, it's your gift card. Like, it's for one person. The other person obviously has to pay. I'm not going to pay to do something I don't like. <laughs> I hate heights. I'm going to pick myself. Like, I am proper. You know, people say it, like, figuratively. I'm yeah. being literal. I'm like, I'm just <laughs> I'm so scared of heights. I'm scared of the dark. I just don't. But I have this weird feeling he's going to force me. He's really good, like. Every time you're upset at him, he does this just there's this look in his eye and you're like, oh, you know what? I'm not upset. I'd be like, I'm not going skydiving. We get there, he'd have this look in his eye. Sure enough, I'm buckled in, ready to jump out. <laughs> so we'll, we'll give it a few months until you guys both end up going skydiving. Another video we'll have to see. Oh, yeah, honest, you should come. You can do it with him. I'll record. I said, I'll be on uh, the ground like, hey, good luck. Like... <laughs> Have fun up there. <laughs> Honestly, skydive. I feel like I feel like you might enjoy it more than you think. I've never done it. It sounds fun. <laughs> but... That's what my sister said. She did it. And she's like, you get to the ground and you just want to go back up. <laughs> it just the math doesn't work out in my head. Why would I want to? Like, no, I just not. It's not happening. Sorry, but it's just. <laughs> I know it's All gonna. Right. Happen. So so I'll talk to you in a few months after you've gone skydiving now six times because you loved it so much. Yeah. And you go, all right, perfect. Good to know. Good to know. <laughs> all right. Um, now, another big thing that happened in 2019 for you was you were a part of a movie. Yeah. It was yeah. called Game Changers, and it was produced by people like Arnold Schwarzenegger, Jackie Chan, uh, Chris Paul. Uh, James Cameron was one of the executive producers as well. So first and foremost, what was that like being in a movie? <laughs> Brutally honest, if I had to be, you know, totally honest. I, I don't even know. <laughs> I shot that in 2016 after the Olympics. So when it came out, the excitement definitely wore off. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay. Um, at the time, though, I remember I was on my way to, I think it was Birmingham Diamond Lake. So this is 2016. I get a call from my friend Anna Weatherlake and um, she had mentioned like there's this movie like vegans this that the other James Cameron I was like James Cameron Titanic like Titanic James Avatar James Cameron she's like yes I was like count me in I do not give up like I am doing it. I'll be doing nothing at the end of the year so we set it up and um, I think it was over three or four days worth of shooting um, yeah that's what they obviously compressed it down to mm-hmm. and it was just a big waiting game because they shot me and a few other athletes and then realized like, oh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's now vegan, Novak Djokovic, you know, Lewis Hamilton. So they wanted to keep adding in athletes and make it something bigger than they ever thought it would be. Um, so I guess when it was released and I got to see the remake, I was just like, oh, like even I learned things in that movie about veganism that I never knew, you know. Um, so for me, it was really cool. Like we got to go to the premiere in LA and meet a few people and, it was fun, but I think at the end I was like, oh, it's also quite tiring. Like, I just want to get back to my family and my friends who don't really see me as that kind of person, like, you know. <laughs> so I was kind of like, oh, remain humble. Like, you've still got world. You've still got other things going on in your life that you actually have to focus on. So to be honest, looking back now, it was a really fun ride when it first came out earlier this year. But, um, yeah, I'd like to maybe do a few more things surrounding that movie, but maybe after Tokyo because, for me, yeah, I think that's like obviously the number one priority between now and then. So, so that was filmed in 2016. And it came out this year. That's a that's a that's a while that's a while for that whole thing to have been put together. Can't you tell? I look so young. That's why every time I watch it, I'm like, oh, like I cringe at my 21 year old body, like and like 
oh, like baby face and just, anyway, like it was, yeah. <laughs> for people that don't know, it was shot so long ago. So give me a break before you judge. <laughs> All right. Well, everyone heard it here first. So now they, yeah. now they have to cut you some slack. Okay. But so for everyone that doesn't know what Game Changers is, so it was, it's based upon veganism and plant-based diet, correct? But can you give me uh, like a little more description of what the movie is about? Um, so I guess, yeah, you basically hit the nail on the head. It's really just showing people like meat isn't the only way, this diet isn't the only way, veganism is actually something everyone can do. And I think I really appreciate the movie because when you watch it, it's like, yes, there are vegan athletes. And we were the first people that were attacked by other you know, athletes and dietitians and doctors. And it's like, hold on. For me, I was like, are you actually watching the movie and understanding the statistics behind the meat industry, the dairy industry, what it has on climate change? Like, we're just a couple of athletes that follow this plant-based diet and are still, you know, competing and doing well. Like, please, like, don't attack us. But, um, yeah, so for me, I was just, it was just nice for people to see that you can obviously follow a vegan or plant-based diet and still succeed and help the planet and help yourself and the other people. So, yeah, I guess, yeah, that's kind of what it's really about. It's... And it's actually quite interesting because they do bounce from one thing to the other. Like, you know, obviously about the male. Have you seen it? No? I have not seen the full thing yet. Okay. No, no you're going to watch it because there's one part of the movie. I'm not going to give it away. <laughs> it's just the way they bounce from, like, yeah, climate change to the human body to the effects on everything. And for, as a male, like, you'd learn. There was one part, and I remember looking over to Devin and I was just pissing myself. Because it's obviously about the, like, uh -huh. bounce such a good fact everyone stood up and like that's what us women need to hear <laughs> it's good all right so it's so it's, it's helping everyone in multiple ways that's good yeah. to know. there's a bit of humor i like it so well besides that fact you you had said that the uh, since it had been so long that you actually learned stuff from the movie so what kind of things whether it was when you were filming or now what did you learn being a part of that process? Um, in terms of veganism? Yeah. Yeah, for me, well, it was obviously that male one, like what happens to the... Uh-huh. Can I say the penis? Yeah, what happens to the penis? <laughs> when you obviously follow a vegan diet, that was interesting. I'm not going to say the, the statistics, sorry. You'll have to watch. Okay. But, um, <laughs> I'll, like, I'll be sure to note that. You're going to love it. It's so funny. But um, it was also like you know, the amount of water wasted just to produce meat, um, you know, what it's actually doing to the planet. Like, I just, I kind of knew, I, I mainly knew the animal cruelty side. Like, wow, that's really sad, like, what's happening to all these animals and how they're just being used for, you know, um, the fast food chain industry, the whatever. But then it's like, oh, my gosh, what it's actually doing to our planet is just sad. And once I sat down and watched it, I'm like, even I kind of feel bad because, you know, I still would make mistakes in my life in terms of like plastic use and other things and online shopping even with the fast fashion industry. And I'm like, okay, now it's time to really sit down and actually think about the choices and the moves I'm making in my life to try and actually make this world a better place. Um, so yeah, even, you know, like a lot of people did, when I was watching the premiere, a lot of people did leave the cinema going, whoa, what an eye opener. It's not just about us and our health. It's kind of about the health of the planet overall, I guess. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, in, I'm not really someone to retain a lot of information. I'm kind of like, tell me one thing, prove me wrong, and, you know, like, convince me, you got me. So I just remember watching it for the first time, and I thought, I mean, I know I'm in the movie, but I kind of feel a bit guilty. For <laughs> some of the things that my <laughs> You do really leave it questioning, like, how can I be a better person, like questioning mm -hmm. yourself, which is quite nice because I think we can always, I don't know, there's always room for change. Absolutely. Um, so when so when did you decide to go to a vegan diet and like how what kind of difference did you see that make in your performance? Um, so I went vegan at the end of 2014. So while okay. ago now, I would have been what? Well, was I 1920? Um, and basically it was just because my ex at the time was like, we need to go vegan. And I was like, OK, fine, I'll just do it because you're really annoying. <laughs> That's literally what happened. I was just like, <laughs> you're into every diet. You've come at me with like, you know, high carb, low fat, keto, blah, blah, blah. It's like, I think that was just the last straw. I'm like, you know, I'll, I'll give this vegan thing a crack. Like, and when I researched a little bit more into it, you know, I found a dietitian to write me up a program and stuff. My recovery was the most insane thing. 
ever. Like I just felt overall, I just felt lighter and I'd be able to, you know, a lot of my um, training partners would tell you like I get up, get up from like really tough 300 reps and just be ready to go again. The next day I'd be at training ready to go again. Like I just, I don't know. It was just insane the way you could recover, no injuries. I used to always get sick. Like my mum will tell you, I had glandular fever in 2012 and then would get um, tonsillitis at least three times a year. And the doctors wouldn't even take out my tonsils after four years, three oh. times a year. I'm just going to put it out there. So, no, no, it's they're there to, you know, combat sickness. Like it's the only thing that's making me sick. I went <laughs> vegan, did not get it at all. And I think it was just like from all the meat, the dairy, like I was just, <laughs> my whole body must have just been inflamed. Like honestly, it's just, yeah, for me the main two were the sickness, being sick and being able to recover quicker. So, yeah, I got over all of that and then my recovery went up, my weight came down, you know, I could, like, get to race weight quite easily and, yeah, I mean, but it was tough at the start, I'm not going to lie, because I was 19 and KFC was my best friend. So. <laughs> <laughs> like, the first two months I was just eating potato chips, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> then I got my act together and things just happened. So, oh, um, yeah. That's amazing. So what what was that like being at a whole um movie release like you 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 got to go to a whole premiere and everything yeah it, it's it is really cool I won't lie like I was pretty nervous at the start because I thought oh my god like LA Hollywood <laughs> cheesy like you know it's just things <laughs> that you see in the movies or on the news and um poor Devin I was in a rush because I'm always late and I knew I, I knew as soon as we even landed in LA I'm like yep I just know tomorrow night I'm gonna be late like I'm too nervous <laughs> We went out to sushi and I don't think you could see how nervous I was because it's like you've got celebrities there and you're just, you know, we're just a couple of athletes like chilling and everyone's staring at you because they know you're in the movie. People want to like talk to you. They want to interview you. Everyone wants to know what you're wearing or who did you make up. <laughs> you're kind of just like, it's like, oh my God, like I have no idea. I don't know. I just get really, I, I guess, self-conscious about God, what are they going to say? Am I doing the right thing? Are they going to like me? And then you know, I kind of got over it. I'm like, you know what? They're here to watch the movie. I'm in that movie. Like, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I'm dying inside because, like, you'd see Chris Paul or I think I saw, like, it was Ariana Grande's brother and I love Ariana Grande. So I'm like, oh, my God. And, like, you know, people like Serena Williams have watched the movie. So everyone that's watched the movie kind of knows who you are. And I don't know. It's, it is quite cool, but it is also very scary, I think. And that's why I reckon I wanted to take a break because I did get a few invites elsewhere and to do other things. But I was also like, mm, I think I just need to take a break. So I'm not sure if I'm actually ready for that just yet, especially going into going into worlds and stuff. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I can see how people definitely get caught up in Hollywood. Hey, <laughs> so you get so less nervous on or not so nervous on in front of hundreds, tens of thousands of people competing, but a few hundred people on a red carpet and you're just shaking. Like you're fully clothed on a red carpet, you're in your undies and a bra on you know the world stage, running in front of all those people, and you feel much more comfortable. Like <laughs> who would have thought? Would do it again though. That's the thing. I definitely, it's cool now because I'm like, oh, might actually try this whole acting thing maybe when you know athletics fails or I get bored <laughs> or whatever. Might just you know go knocking on James Cameron's door. Like remember me? <laughs> there you go. So so the acting career is not over for Morgan Mitchell. That is good to know. That is good to know. <laughs> you said you met some people so uh you got to meet some people there was there anyone that you were like you saw and you're like i have to go i have to go meet this person like was there anyone you got nervous to meet um not really i mean i mm, no i i guess i have like <laughs> the people i absolutely love you know and then i look up to and none of them were there so i was okay <laughs> Other famous people, you're like oh my gosh it's them and that's like that's a real person but you're also kind of like, mm, it's not Beyonce. So. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I want Beyonce. I want Leonardo. Like, uh, so, because I know Arnold was meant to go, but he couldn't because of a, an issue with his friend. Like, he passed away. So I was pretty shattered about that. But Devin was really happy. I've never seen anyone. Sorry, Devin, I'm going to throw you under the bus. But anyone that's seen Devin would know he can be quite reserved, which is very serious. You know, that's just the way he looks. Good looking, whatever. Um, and he saw, I'm not really into YouTube, but he saw Casey Neistat. Is that how you say Neistat? I think is I, his last name. I yeah. Think, yeah. I think so. Okay. Yeah. Huge YouTube sensation or whatever. I wouldn't be able to tell him from a bar of soap because I've never seen him. And Kevin <laughs> hits me and 
I'm like freaking out because the movie's about to start. He's like, that's Casey Neistat. I'm like, who? <laughs> Casey. I'm like, <laughs> and he, it was just so nice to see like his eyes light up and like emotion from Devin. Like I went at the airport after not seeing him for 12 weeks and goes, hey, <laughs> you know, always bring the cloud. Like, hey, sees Casey, he's like, <gasps> So, yeah, I made it, you know, I said, if I'm going to talk to someone, I will talk to this guy and get Devin a photo. He got his photo, so my night was made. Like, it was really cute. He's going to hate me, but it was really cute. <laughs> That's all. cool. He's I- so chill. <laughs> all right, so, so now you know when you go, when you land at the airport and go to see him, just bring Casey with you and he'll be really excited. Yeah, I'm expecting streamers, balloons, fireworks, <laughs> everything. You know what I mean? <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, <laughs> All right. So starting track and field when you were younger, you started with, it was a group called Little Athletics, correct? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So, so explain to me what Little Athletics in Australia, in Australia is. So Little Athletics is for obviously kids, I think between the ages of six and 15 or 13 or whatever. And you're, you're obviously placed in age groups. And it's in every single town. You go to like your local athletics track every weekend and for about four hours you compete in every single event. So, you know, you'd have about three to four field events and four track events, starts at 8 p.m. and finishes at 12. And you kind of just bounce around, you meet friends, you're all in your own little teams and you all race each other week in, week out. And then at the end of, you know, the summer season, they'll have states and then they'll have nationals. And, yeah, that's where I started. And. <laughs> It's honestly so much fun. I remember I started, made all my friends, but I'd only go every week because the cafeteria food was, or the can't we call them canteens, but the cafeteria food for like if any American watching, um, it was just amazing. Hot dogs every weekend. I know I shouldn't say that now, but as a kid, <laughs> hot dogs and Skittles and like all the lollies and your mum would be like, just run the 1500 and I'll buy you whatever you want. <laughs> so I'd be there like, powering down the front <laughs> and just you know do a yui straight to the local cafeteria and um yeah i'd be eating <laughs> a very good time for a child like if you're a kid i highly re- recommend um little athletics yeah All right. so that's so that's how you got your introduction to track then right yeah yeah for sure that's awesome and then so at one point you you kind of stepped away from track for a bit mm-hmm. you started playing net netball and basketball <laughs> correct yeah Okay, so first off, can you explain to me what netball is? <laughs> so netball is a Commonwealth sport. So a, a few countries play it, obviously not every country. Um, and it's basically basketball without the dribbling and the contacts. Um, you have the court is split up into thirds and there are seven girls on each team. You all have a position. You have to wear like a bib or whatever to, you know, obviously highlight what position you're in. And, um, yeah, you basically, it's the same thing. It's just a shooting game. Like, you don't have a backboard. I'm not really explaining it well because, to me, even it's very confusing. But it is so <laughs> much fun. Like, you can't move with the ball. You've only got three seconds to hold it. You've got to, you know, give it off to the next girl. And you try to make your way down the court and shoot a goal. It's kind of like European handball mixed with basketball, I guess. Um, okay. I'm glad America's not in it because we would probably get whooped. <laughs> I don't even think about it. <laughs> no. Um, so, yeah, I quit athletics, I think at, what, 14? Just because my body was changing. You know, you get you know, girls go through the kind of hormonal stage and I got bigger and taller and heavier. And so, yeah, I quit and played netball. And, you know, we made the – my sister and I made the state team together, a few Aussie squads and stuff like that. And it, <laughs> It's a kind of a funny story because I honestly thought I was done with track. Like, I hated it. I just wasn't enjoying it. It was boring. And then one day in 2012, so I was year 12, finishing my last year of high school, I was like, oh, the, the 2016 Olympics are in Rio. I'm like, that's sick. I've always wanted to go to Brazil. And then I kid you not, and he's still part of my life to this day, my first coach, Peter Burke, I went down to the track and said, hey, will you coach me? I want to go to the Olympics in four years. <laughs> You're kidding. I already had a four-year break from athletics. Like, I just didn't care. And he kind of giggled, right? And um, he's like, okay, well, I guess run a few laps of the track. We'll have to get you into nationals this year. I think you should run the 400 because you're not a distance runner anymore. I was a distance runner as a kid because I was a bit, you know, a bit bigger. That sprinter's body, whatever. And I qualified for nationals by 0.01 of a second. 
if that's on the second last day, I'm pretty sure it was. So if that's not a silver lining, like how insane is that for timing and the way my life is now, I just thought all because I wanted to party in Brazil. I mean, (laughs) yeah, yeah. So that year at nationals, I won. I dropped from a 58 to a 53.6 in, I think, six weeks worth of training. Yeah, and then this old lady, her name's Jackie Byrne, she actually coached one of our superstar ex-athletes, Mel Gainsford. Um, She goes, oh, my God, you won nationals. You're going to the World Juniors in um, Barcelona. And I was like, oh, shit. I was like, Mom, you don't win medals. You, like, you win holidays. I was freaking out because I didn't know what it was. I'm like, the kids get to go on a holiday. We're going to Spain. And then she's like, no, it's kind of like a mini Olympics for kids. <laughs> you know, for 18-year-olds. <laughs> and I was like, oh. But I just made the Aussie squad for netball. And it was in Ballarat, I'm pretty sure, the world champs. And I had to choose because they were on around the same time. And obviously the training, you have to, you know, commit a little bit more and stuff. And I remember thinking, I'm like, mm, Ballarat, which is literally like probably, I think it's close to like Iowa, mm-hmm. if I had to compare it to a city, probably worse. No offense, no, I, you know, I feel bad, but you know, just like <laughs> a lot going on. I got you, I got you. Or Spain. And immediately I was like, see you later, Netball. I'll come back when I'm ready. I'm going to Spain. And that's literally what snowballed my career into what it is now. All because I'm like location, parties, you know, when you're a kid, that's what you think about. And it was still one of the best trips of my life to this day, easily, 2012 juniors. Yeah. I think that has to be the coolest story of someone getting back into track I've ever heard. (laughs) How lucky. I just think, I look back and I'm like, far out. Like, as if I, one, wanted to start training again, because I'd only train once a week. I didn't even, you know, even training up to world juniors, maybe three max if I could be bothered, two was standard. And one was expected. That was that was honestly my training week. I just didn't. I always would be like, oh, I'll just get there and try and win. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it was stupid. <laughs> but I'm glad I took my time because otherwise, I reckon I'd be burnt out, and I definitely wouldn't be running now if I, you know, overtrained like some kids do and stuff. So, I'm very thankful for Berkey. We call him Berkey, my old coach, because he was super patient. I'd be like, Berkey, we're having water gun fights. He's like, okay. I'll- just don't get hit by the discus on your way on the infield. <laughs> We're going to play soccer across the road. And he he just let us be kids. And I think that's what I love is like, even up until I was 18, he still has always believed like, if you want to do it, you'll do it. If you don't, I don't, I couldn't, I couldn't get Like, I'm going to love you regardless. And I'll be here if you need help. So yeah, that was a very important lesson that I had learned, I think along the way. Mm. That's amazing. And not to, uh, skate past the fact that so you were also on the national netball team is that what you just is that what you said earlier yeah so I'd been selected for it and all I had to do was accept like the camps and stuff before the world champs and then I literally went to nationals just before the weekend that you had to accept or whatever and I went to one training session and I was like nah I'm going to Spain <laughs> yeah so it was pretty I don't know that was pretty cool <laughs> which national team do I want to choose <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, uh, yeah. I guess, but you know, when you're a kid, you can play any sport because you got all this energy. So yeah, I got very absolutely. lucky. Yeah. So, so have you ever played? Uh, have you ever played Devin in netball? Like, who's who's? Are you? Do you have oh. that one pretty pretty locked down? So netball, you, you definitely need more than one person because you can't bounce. Okay. okay. Ask Devin about every single time we've played basketball. Okay. Every- I think I think I want to hear this from you. I win it. I win. He'll tell you about one time I apparently elbowed him in the face on purpose. <laughs> but I'm like, out of the six games we've actually played competitively, I've won at least five, I'm pretty sure. And he only won one because I felt bad. <laughs> and the others were like shooting games, like, you know, um, around the world. I give him a head start. You know, I miss a couple. Sure enough, I'm overtaking him. Get the three, swish, whatever. Nah. <laughs> but I actually would, yeah. Ask him. You should ask him because his story is funny. He'll you know, pull out every excuse (laughs) under the sun. (laughs) But that's one thing I can say is I'm actually quite good at basketball. I never would rave. I wouldn't even tell you I'm good at athletics. But if you ask me, are you good at basketball? (laughs) Until you put me on a team, you know, with the Aussies or whatever, they'd trump me. But (laughs) against Devin, I'm good. (laughs) Well, that's perfect because that was going to be my next question. So you you got it. You got it dialed in. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So with uh, Devin obviously living in 
the US and you're in Australia and I know you are friends with people like Raven Rogers who uh, just won silver and is training in the US as well. Have you ever thought of coming, moving to the US to train or are you pretty set in just staying in Australia for now? Um, well, I was meant to last year uh, because I obviously wanted to learn what it's like to compete and train with the best, obviously being Raven and RJ. Um, and then I was so desperate, but I think my coach did say like I was getting ahead of myself because they're, you know, they're seasoned, they're experienced, they might be doing different stuff. We're in different parts of our season. Um, and she just didn't want to see me getting injured. And then part of me was like, mm, you know what? She got me down to 2016 in the space of like six months. Then she got me to two flat in the space of eight months, like to just up and leave and join another group mm -hmm. for a period of time. I just felt like, oh, I really, really wanted to because they just, they're amazing. But I just couldn't do that to Liz. Um, and I think as I get older and obviously I'd love to move over there to be with Devin a lot, you know, for more than just three weeks at a time, I think it would be the smart thing to do. Um, but again, I was just like, oh, everything's going really well back here, mm -hmm. you know, your winter season is our summer season and I have nationals. So I'm hoping around that like May, June, just before their nationals and after mine, when we're both at that same point, like I'm at my peak because I've just had nationals and they're getting into their peak because they're going into it. Mm -hmm. I'm hoping then we can kind of start to build a relationship and train more. And obviously as I get older and we start thinking about our future and if I do end up in America, I think I would end up in Philadelphia. I love the city as well. So it kind of makes sense, but for the time being, I was like, Liz has put in way too much work and effort and I love her so much. I can't just up and leave. She's a guru. Like what she's done is just amazing. So yeah, I've got to respect that. I Absolutely. Think. Absolutely. Yeah. So stepping away from track and mm -hmm. one thing I've learned, especially talking with other people is track athletes have a lot of downtime. <laughs> so, so what, what are some of your interests outside of track? Okay. So for the people watching, I am professional before I say this, <laughs> I, I am a professional athlete. <laughs> I'll start off light. So I like to online shop. No worries. That's okay. You know, that's harmless. I love to play piano. I teach myself cause I get bored and it's an ongoing joke with me and my um, friends from school and work, like my old work and stuff, because I'll send them songs that I've learned. <laughs> and they'll just laugh at me. They're like, get a lie. <laughs> when I send it to them for approval, I'm like, you guys aren't going to believe it. For release, down pat, let's go. Because <laughs> um, it actually helped me a lot when I was, you know, bored and sad and was going through that time in 2017. So I found like piano was a good kind of outlet. Um, and what else do I, <laughs> I kind of just, oh, okay, this is going to sound really dumb. But one thing I love to do, especially on a day off, is go places. So I love to like explore but interstate. So sometimes I'll go to Sydney and just catch up with a friend for the day. Cause you, you know, you're getting points, you're seeing friends. So in my downtime, I like to kind of just, you know, road trip three hours away or go camping here or surfing there or like whatever it is. And my coach is just like, can I have you in Victoria, like Melbourne where I live for a stint where you don't just, you know, bounce off and I don't know if you're coming back for training on Saturday morning or if we have to ch change the time. So <laughs> Yeah, for me, it's kind of like I just love being somewhere because I get bored quite easily. So, yeah, in my downtime, it is, yeah, either flying into state or driving, you know, literally three hours to this one beach that I just love. It's like a six-hour round trip, but it's just so worth it. And then I cook myself and I get to training on a Monday morning and I'm like <laughs> flat on the ground, burnt from the sun. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, when I'm here, I'm pretty low-key. It's just, yeah, kind of just like hanging out with friends and piano and um, online shopping. Other than that, you'll, yeah, you'll find me going somewhere. <laughs> All right. Okay. That's good to know. Yeah. Now, and so you mentioned online shopping. You're pretty big into fashion, correct? Yeah, I love it. <laughs> and correct me if I'm wrong, but you've been featured twice on the in Vogue Australia, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So how did that come about? I'm a firm believer that when you write something down and put it out in the world, it happens. Like in 2016, I've got to look for my... um my bloody, uh, bucket list book because I think I ticked at least 95% of the things that were in there that I just wrote down randomly and being in Vogue was one. So it was the Olympic year. That was my first time. And <laughs> I remember just thinking, man, how cool would it be to be in Vogue? Like I read it all the time. I'm into fashion. Like that'd just be mad. Like, and I was telling my um manager, I was like, 
if he's because you know in the Olympic year I do try to hold back from you know saying yes to too many companies and stuff. And I did tell him, I'm like, I swear, if Vogue comes to you, you say yes. I do not care if I'm in hospital. I do not care if I'm in China overseas doing something. I will fly back and I will be in that magazine. <laughs> and I just finished up with my psych and I get this call. And he's like, are you driving? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah I am. He's like, maybe pull over. And I thought someone had died. <laughs> I was oh. like, oh my gosh, here we go. Like my heart, you know, I'm like, oh my God, what is it? Are you okay? He goes, <laughs> Vogue want you in their magazine. When I told you I squealed, my car was in park and I nearly crashed it. I put my foot down on the brake, even though it was in park. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, like, I was just screaming because it was the Olympic edition. And it was the most fun day. And it was just like oh, something I've wanted for so long without sounding you know, too arrogant because Vogue is like up there, but I just, I've always loved the magazine. And then, you know, a year and a half later, they were like, we really liked you. We want you to come back and shoot for us again but this time just in a campaign i'm like hang on what like modeling <laughs> like i don't know if i can do that but yes <laughs> and i think that was even more special because it was just nice being recognized for something other than athletics like usually it's the we want you in our magazine or our newspaper get into the blocks or you know pretend you're running and this one was like no 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 we're going to dress you in you know like designer clothes we're going to have you sit here we're going to be doing this, your hair and makeup's going to be this way. And I was just like, actually a pretty, I don't mind this gig. <laughs> you know, you're getting, you sit there in front of a camera, take a few photos, you get fed. Like models have it pretty, it, it can't, I can see how it would be draining, but man, it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they make you look hot and they feed you food. <laughs> Who wouldn't want that? That's awesome. That's really cool. Yeah. So I guess I've been lucky. I'm trying to learn to be a little bit more grateful because you do forget, like, not everyone gets to do this every day. So, yeah, for me, though, being able to be featured in the magazine twice was just awesome. Have, have there been any any hits back? Are you are we are we looking for round three coming up soon? Or <laughs> I don't I don't know if they're sick of me yet. I, I, just, <laughs> I think now I'm like, oh, a cover would be mad. <laughs> but I was telling mum, I'm like, <clears throat> you have to do something obviously pretty special. To, I'd have to win the Olympics or, I don't know, do something in fashion that's insane just to be on the cover. So I don't know if they're watching this and you've got no one to pick. <laughs> I am free, willing, and able. <laughs> well, there yeah. it is. There it is. Morgan, Morgan Mitchell, not only actress, but model <laughs> and co and cover girl coming up soon. <laughs> what a joke that actually <laughs> You, you really you you really can do it all. You really you really can do it all. Okay, so I also read that tell me if this is true or not. Oh, no. A goal of yours is to have a birthday have your birthday party with ASAP Rocky. Is that is that correct? Uh-huh. We share the same birthday, third of October. Have you have you reached out to him about this? Are you is this in the works of happening? You know what? I have a very big fear of rejection, so no, I will not reach out to him. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> All right. Well, maybe, maybe if ASAP's watching this, if he if he sees this at some point, maybe we yeah. can get this going. <laughs> maybe you could tag him. <laughs> exactly. I'll I'll work on that. I'll get that done. <laughs> no, him and Yoji Yamamoto, one of my favorite designers, we all share the same birthday. I was like, what a random birthday dinner that would be. None of us know each other, but here we are. <laughs> Be pretty mean, I think that'd be it. Probably be a very stylish birthday. I'll give you that. Oh yeah. Oh, the way they ASAP's fashion, love. I reckon it's just so sick. My kind of guy. It's sick. <laughs> so, so with all the fashion that you're into, then do you? Is this like? Does this carry through to track? Also, do you do you come to track and you're you're dressed in your in designer gear until you go until you go on the track and then you have designer designer workout clothes? What's what's going <laughs> on? So I'm obviously with Adidas, and I really used to push very hard for the Stella McCartney gear. I was like, look, the running stuff is nice, but I need more Stella. <laughs> I need more Alexander Wang. I need more Yeezy. I need more Y three. Like. The collaborations that we have at the moment are just insane. And obviously Beyonce is coming out. And I was like, that isn't on my doorstep. <laughs> You'll see me in the tick. <laughs> no. But um, yeah, it was quite cool because I do know the guys in design. They come to all of our major champs and we kind of connect and 
they get our ideas. And one of the ideas was actually the body piece, the bodysuit, sorry, um, that all the girls wore this year, um, the white and black one. And that was an idea from 2017 after World Champs in London. I was just like, black and white, seamless, bodysuit, make it sexy. Like, let's just bring this back to the 80s and actually get girls going out there. I know, like, not to sexualize it in a dirty way, but it's like, let's get the girls feeling confident. Like, let's get them feeling, you know, comfortable. Let's, yeah, we're fast, but we also look good while we're doing it. And to see people like, you know, Sally Pearson or Shawnee Miller, Weibo in it, I was just like, like, damn. <laughs> I couldn't wear it like they could, but it's just so cool to see that they're wearing it. They love it. I think like the ideas that I do have work and, the people that I work or like give these ideas to Patrick and stuff are just amazing. And the fact that they take it on board, it's all about trial and error. And I don't know, they're just, I just love the brand because they do like to do daring things and try new things because I think they understand too. If it doesn't work, we'll just change it up and be better next time. And um, this year's bodysuit is so much better. Like I didn't think it could get better, but it is, yeah, even better. And I'm so excited just to see like, confident fast athletic women in it so I think once I retire I'm going to just yeah connect with them and work on a few things and maybe just bring something out just for fun <laughs> see if people like it <laughs> there you go all right I like yeah. it all right so I don't want to keep you too much longer but I have one other, one more thing I read let me let me get this get this quote right I read this quote from you I want to know what what inspired this you said oh you said never have a plan b because it distracts from plan a I really liked that. Do you what do you even remember saying this? And, yeah. and okay, so where where did that come from? Um, I think it was actually me trying to be to be honest, I think I was just trying to be really cool and like inspirational at one time when I was a kid and I saw Will Smith say it in a video cuz he's cool, he's funny, he's inspirational and I must have wanted to be like him. <laughs> um, cuz I had that one and my other one was something my mum always said. She just said you don't know if you don't try. And for me, the plan A, plan B one is just like, well, why would you even have a plan A if you're already thinking about what you're going to do if it doesn't work? Like, oh, yeah, and I hate wasting time. So I'm like, well, that looks like a waste of time. So let's just stick to what we know and what we want to do. And if it doesn't work, then we'll think about something else. But at this point, it's all systems ago. And I think that's what I took in. That's the mentality I had going into 2019 last year, going to the eight. I'm like, well, this is a plan. No one get in my way. We're going to do it. And we'll worry about whatever else later. And it obviously just, I don't know, to pull it off and to stick by that is, yeah, quite special. I mean, I don't really, I'm not one for quotes that much anymore, but I have, yeah, those two favorites. And I'm just like, oh, this is how it's going to be. And we'll be sweet. <laughs> like, let's not overcomplicate it. We will be fine. <laughs> so yeah awesome. i just think you know yeah it happens too often in athletics doesn't it mm -hmm. like oh, if i don't do this and i'll go here and try and do this and if i don't do that then i'll go there and it's just like let's just stick to one thing please <laughs> so yeah well i like that all right well thank you very much for joining me on this episode i really appreciate it and right. i wish you nothing but the best for the year to come and we will see you we'll see you win a medal star in a movie and be on the cover of a magazine all in 2020 i can feel it coming <laughs> you heard You're it here first party. <laughs> just for saying that <laughs> there it is there it is i'm excited awesome well thank you thank you again and to everyone else who's watching and listening, I appreciate it. And we will see you again next time on the next episode of Beyond the Uniform. Easy. See you guys. This was Beyond the Uniform with TJ Brassel. Join us again next week when the indoor 400-meter American record holder Kendall Ellis joins the show.